Welcome to Money Isn't Scary, a podcast for women to explore our fears around money and inspire each other to be financially empowered. I'm Megan Dwyer, and I'm making it my personal mission to remove the taboo around money and help women rewrite their stories so they can stop staying small and begin to live life on their terms. In this show, we get real and uncomfortable as we unpack our beliefs, thoughts, and behaviors that aren't serving us anymore. I can't wait for you to join me on this journey. So let's dive in. Hi, you guys. Welcome to another episode of the Money Isn't Scary podcast. I'm your host, Megan Dwyer. Today, I want to talk about getting in our own way, also commonly known as self-sabotage, because we all do it, right? Whether we even realize it or not. This came up for me recently because I've been telling myself for literally months now that I'm going to get up early before the kids in the morning and have a few minutes to myself. My goal here is to not start my day immediately in reactive mode, having to do things for everyone else. Because what's happening is when I put myself to the bottom of the list, I end up resentful and frustrated and angry because of it. So the intention is there to do something that will make me feel better. But I just can't seem to actually do it, even if I did get a good night's sleep the night before. Because as soon as the alarm goes off in the morning, all I'm thinking about is how I'm not ready to face the day, and it's so much safer in bed. So I turn the alarm off and wake up 45 minutes later, already running late, and rushing to get everybody up, fed, dressed, and out the door. It's this chaotic mess, which might sound familiar to some of you, And so much of it is self-induced. This is just one example, but we do this same thing all the time in different ways and different aspects of our lives. And money is a big one. We self-sabotage when we engage in behaviors that don't align with our goals, right? Like impulse buying things from Amazon on the regular. Um, Like when we avoid looking at our accounts or paying any attention to our money or when we might pay bills late. And and let's face it, like we all do these things because we're human and that's okay. And at the same time, we're also not doing ourselves any favors. We're undermining ourselves, which is really frustrating and why I want to explore this concept a little bit more today. Self-sabotage in its simplest form is any behavior that interferes with our intentions or goals. It's that feeling of stuckness, like we want to make progress on something, but just can't seem to move the ball forward. It's rooted in counterproductive mindsets like negativity, disorganization, indecisiveness, um, negative self-talk. I think ultimately it comes down to two things, not knowing ourselves well enough, so lack of self-awareness, and fear. What I mean by not knowing ourselves well enough is not having the awareness of our own strengths and weaknesses, of our own triggers, what makes us happy, what stresses or overwhelms us, and what our values and priorities are. And the other part of this is fear. So our brains unconsciously hold on to fear of whatever that is for you, loss, uh, failure, rejection, not being good enough, not being worthy enough. And when we engage in self-sabotaging behaviors, it's our unconscious or inadvertent way of enacting control over a situation that feels unfamiliar to us. And it shows up differently for everyone. Some other more common examples of self-sabotage, particularly for women, are perfectionism, um, imposter syndrome, procrastination, scrolling social media, being chronically late, 
prioritizing instant gratification, focusing on self-defeating thoughts, and my favorite, which is a whole category, poor self-care. So this incorporates lack of sleep, poor eating habits, not exercising, avoiding going to the doctor, um, not getting that damn pedicure you've been telling yourself you're going to get for weeks now. These are all our defense mechanisms, which come up because we feel threatened in some way, and engaging in these behaviors allows us to ward off those unpleasant feelings. And excuses are fuel on the fire. We constantly make excuses to justify our self-sabotaging behaviors, right? Like, we're too tired. We're too busy. That I love that one, and I'm going to do a whole separate episode specifically describing <laughs> that excuse, so stay tuned. Um, Another one, like, we don't have enough money. That's a really good one. These are all things that we say to ourselves when we're really just scared, like I mentioned before. We prevent ourselves from making progress because in our minds, if we never really try, we can never really fail. But when we do this, when we focus all this energy on what we can't do and the excuses to justify it, we're subconsciously manifesting a negative outcome, which I'm going to talk about a little bit more in a few minutes. So why do we do this? Because the human brain doesn't like change, right? It likes familiarity. It likes comfort. The brain is wired to default to what we know, making it really stinking hard to break old habits, especially when we're under pressure or feel stressed. So that's why even if you know that shopping to make yourself feel better doesn't actually make you feel better in the long run, right? It just maybe makes you feel more anxious. You'll often be drawn to that familiar behavior rather than the logically better one, right? The other component to all of this is cognitive dissonance. So I just mentioned we often engage in self-sabotaging behavior in order to avoid the risk of failure, if we have underlying doubts about our ability to succeed at something or to achieve a goal, even if we think that we're capable of it on the surface, we often end up self-sabotaging. We unconsciously control the outcome, right? As much as we tell ourselves we want to succeed, our brains choose the option of accepting and controlling our own failure over the uncertainty of what may happen otherwise. So cognitive dissonance is this internal imbalance or discomfort that we experience when our words and actions don't align with our beliefs and our values. So it's like when our negative thoughts don't quite match up with our positive behavior. So here's an example. If you say you want this promotion at work, right? But deep down, you really don't believe that you deserve it or that you're good enough or worthy enough to have it or smart enough. That's a big one, right, for women. So you don't give it your all in the interview. You don't really prioritize it. You might stay up too late the night before. You don't prepare that well. You don't generally engage in behaviors that align with your belief that you can do it. And you might do fine on the interview, right? But maybe you don't get the position because you were actually projecting this internal belief that you really don't think you can do it or that maybe you don't even really want it. You're just doing it because you think you want it. Humans 
like to have consistency between our thoughts and our actions. And when we don't, we feel this mental discomfort, right? Like where our words and the actions don't align and we're just feeling confused and off. Again, you know, if we're constantly telling ourselves that we aren't deserving or capable of having what we truly want, our wiring will kick in and we will unconsciously make that true. It's the law of attraction again here, right? We're subconsciously manifesting the opposite of what we truly want because our thoughts are getting in the way. We're actually repelling the very thing that we want by focusing on the negative. If deep down we're seeking connection or relationship, but we're projecting to the world desperation, then the emotions around the desperation are more powerful. So ultimately, we're going to attract more desperation. Have any of you guys ever read the book, The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks? It's really good. So if you, have, if you haven't, you should check it out. In the book, he explains a very similar concept that we all have a tendency to limit our own happiness because we don't think we deserve for things to go well all the time. These are our upper limits. He suggests that when something is going well in one area of our lives, we tend to self-sabotage. Like if things are going really well at work, right, and you get praise or positive feedback, and later that night you pick a fight with your husband, it's likely because you're uncomfortable that things are going so well. Like maybe deep down you feel like you don't deserve it or you're, once again, maybe feel like you're not smart enough. Gay Hendricks describes this inner thermostat that we all have that determines how much love, success, and creativity we all allow ourselves to enjoy. When we exceed our inner thermostat setting, we'll often do something to sabotage ourselves, causing us to fall back into old, into that old familiar zone where we feel secure. Okay, so how do we stop the self-sabotage and get out of our own way? Here's some thoughts that I have. First of all, self-awareness. We need to do some inner work to discover how self-sabotage shows up in our life. What exactly are our thought and behavior patterns, right? Like, What are our triggers that cause those thought and behavior patterns? I think it's really important to pause throughout the day and check in with ourselves. Again, easier said than done, I know, but it's all about developing insight on ourselves in a non-judgmental way. Are we feeling bored, sad, or nervous, right? And then consequently find ourselves scrolling through Instagram to avoid that very feeling, right? I think it's important to be aware of this. And we can also kind of make it a game, right? It doesn't have to be so serious. Like when we, when we acknowledge that we're all human and that every one of us does this stuff, it allows us to approach it with a little bit more lightheartedness and self-compassion. Because again, we are not alone in this. Everyone is getting in their own way in some manner, in some aspect of their lives. The next thing I think is important is to reflect and just reevaluate goals. Again, the word I want to reiterate here is intention. If we set goals that we really deep down don't care about, of course we're going to get in our own way because we're not intrinsically motivated we're more likely to be able to commit to value-driven action, 
right? This an action that means something to us rather than just because it's what culture or someone else wants us to do. We need to figure out what it is that we actually want, not what our parents or our spouse or our friends or coworkers want from us. And when we align those thoughts, beliefs, and actions with that, it, it actually allows us to move forward. We may be self-sabotaging because we don't actually want that job that we're interviewing for. Maybe we want something completely different. I think constant and consistent check-ins with ourselves and visioning, right? That dreaming that I talked about before of what we actually want in our lives will help us to be more clear on this and help us get out of that cognitive dissonance that I just talked about. And if we can please try to reduce, I'm not saying stop, but reduce beating ourselves up for past mistakes, which in and of itself is another way that we self-sabotage, right? Um, just doing this alone without anything else will have a massive impact. When we replay mistakes in our head, often over and over, if you're anything like me, we're putting so much of our precious energy, which is a limited resource, by the way, into something that, first of all, is very low vibe. And second of all, we can't do literally anything about, right? It's done. So here's a trick that I learned. And I think when you start to feel yourself focusing on negative experiences from the past, write it down. I find that when I physically write something down on a piece of paper, I get it out of my head and I put it somewhere else. Now it's on that paper and my brain doesn't need to hang on to it anymore. It's like a brain dump. It just helps to kind of clear things out a little bit so that you have the space to prioritize the things that actually do matter. So I think our ultimate goal here is to replace self-sabotage with self-awareness, optimism, and success, however we define success for ourselves. And gratitude is really important. When we're being grateful, like truly appreciating what we have, we can't also be negative or resentful. Those two things don't work together. We can't be grateful and negative at the same time. I need to constantly remind myself of this because it's so easy to get caught up in the day-to-day, -day, right? The competition, the frustration, the just general chaos. And when we slow down enough to recognize the beauty that also exists in it all, that can be so valuable to how we perceive our experiences. As Gay Hendricks said in The Big Leap, in order to move through our upper limits, we have to let ourselves feel positive things. By being grateful, it allows us to savor natural good feelings. And by extending our ability to feel positive feelings, we expand our tolerance for things going well in our lives. As uncomfortable as this can be for us, and as unnatural as it comes, I really believe in it. And I encourage you all to try it out and find your own ways to support and nurture yourself so you can actually stop getting in your own way and live the life that you want. All right, you guys, I know this was a long one. So <laughs> thank you so much for listening. I didn't mean for it to go this long, by the way, it just happened. Um, 
I really hope you enjoyed today's episode. And if you liked this, please feel free to share with a friend. And um, it would be amazing if you could write me a review again on Apple Podcasts because that's how I can reach more people. Thank you so much, you guys. And I'll talk to you next time.